Welcome to Cast Royale, the Clash Royale podcast for casual players. I'm Rob. And I'm Joe. And this week we're back. And I'm married. He's married. Boom. Mega boom. Mega, mega boom. Gonna be the theme of the episode, I think. Yeah, I think we've slowly began to, or nope, rather, we've quickly realized that that mega boom will be apparent throughout this entire episode. Yep, so bear with us, because it's going to be dropped all over the place. Mega boom, boom. Mega boom, boom. <laughs> so, let me ask you, What's since up? we took our two-week break, how does it feel being a married man? Is your wife there? Not right next to me, but How does close it enough. feel <laughs> being a married man? Honestly, amazing. <laughs> On Saturday, we had the best time of our lives. We had so much fun. Everybody was dancing. I mean, I think we sat down once the entire night, and that was only to eat dinner. Yeah, that's true. And let me tell you, I had a pretty awesome best man, too. Oh, who is it? It was you. Boom. And guess what? (laughs) Your speech, phenomenal. Thank you. Couldn't have asked for you to write a better speech. Honestly, it meant the world to me to have you by my side, and I love you. Boom. Love you, man. No problem. Of course. I'd have it no other way. Um, and you're right. I don't think I sat down the entire wedding either, except for dinner. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure I hung over the table when I ate the cake. So, so I was ready to get back on the dance floor. So you did eat the cake. I didn't even eat the cake, but you ate the cake, but you didn't sit down and eat it. No, no, definitely not. That was like, it's kind of like on the go, forking on the go. Mm hmm. Boom. So other than the wedding. Yes, sir. What? have you been up to because i think i've been up to the same thing that's funny now that the wedding's done it's like we don't we don't have anything to do yeah you don't have a project anymore right so it's like every time that we used to come home from work or we used to be like on the weekends everything used to just be wedding 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 right come home from work wedding a little more wedding saturday some more wedding and now it's like we have to figure out something else to do with our time so we've started to watch game of thrones yeah you did and so did my girlfriend and i boom boom let me tell you man we absolutely love it i think we're kind of like we're a little behind on the times here because you know we just finished season one but Mm -hmm. i cannot tell you this show is amazing takes a little bit of time to get used to it's kind of quirky in certain ways but uh uh, certainly an amazing, an amazing show. And we're so happy that we started watching it. And it's funny too, because I actually wound up watching the show a while ago, just the first season. I may, and everyone's going to get so mad at me. They're going to be like, how could you stop after the first season? It had nothing to do with the fact that I didn't like the show. I actually loved it. I just had zero time to devote to watching, f- what was it? Four more seasons at the time. Yes, sir. So I just kind of put it on hold, but you know, got to start from the beginning if you're going to watch it straight through. So I watched the whole first season straight through. Uh, We watched it separately, but at the same time. And it was phenomenal. Favorite character, go. In the show? In the show. Well, there's hundreds of characters. But in the first first season, my favorite character, again, keeping in mind that I already know what happens, is Ned Stark. Ah, you took my favorite character. (laughs) That's why I was your best man. Boom. Yeah. All right. On with Game of Thrones. Can you pick a second one? Uh, hmm. Oh, you know who I really like, even though he's kind of a pain in the butt sometimes? Oh, wait. Go ahead. Wait. If it's the same person I'm about to say, I'm going to be pretty upset. The, Tyrion? the dwarf. 
Yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Love that little dude, man. Yes. He is so yeah. cool. Uh-huh. So uh, he just, I like that he can talk his way out of almost anything. I agree. He started off a little, little, little rough. too much for me. A little, a little, little rough, rough around the edges, but uh, he's definitely grown on, on us. He's we smoothed out. Agree. So Ned and Tyrion, boom swag. Mm-hmm. So a couple of quick things before we get into the topic. First, I want to mention that uh, we are uh, planning on doing a Skype call with our patrons, uh, the people who uh, paid for the, I think, the top two tiers. They included the, the Skype call. Um, we wound up sending out an email to all those people asking them to please respond back and let us know your Skype information and if you're going to be able to attend. If you can't, that's okay. Just let us know. Uh, again, we're going to be doing this every month, and we kind of decided on having a set but also flexible schedule. Uh, so we made it so that it's the last Sunday of every month going forward, and this month that happens to be October 30th. So that's going to be awesome. And then if for whatever reason we need to change it, we'll obviously let everybody know, but this is your formal announcement to email us back. Boom. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing about that call is the first one that we're going to have, right? But it can be about anything. It could be about Clash Royale. It can be about football. It could be about ice hockey. It could be about. It could be about. You want to name another sport? I mean, <laughs> I love talking about sports. I know you don't like talking about I'll, sports. I'll pick something else. It could be about cooking. It could it be about could be, Game of Thrones. It could be. Yeah. It could be. Provided everyone's over 18. Yeah. I mean, you could ask us questions about us. You know, we could just get to know each other better. I mean, I, I'm just really excited to kind of see how it plays out. And whether it's one person that joins or five people that join, um, you know, I'm just really looking forward to, to talking, talking to the people that support us. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, that'll be fun, especially since the goal was to kind of make it very informal and more open table style. So if you come, bring your questions. Yeah, we are not formal people. So nope. Uh, only at weddings i think we've said this but only at weddings right (laughs) i think i've said this before but we're gonna kind of fly by the seat of our pants here and uh just go with the flow boom Mm -hmm. um another quick thing that i want to point out and i hope i don't butcher their name from discord because i could never pronounce it but i know how it's spelled it's lao do you know how it's said i would just go with lao winning you think it's lao winning i think it's lao we'll go with lao all right i like lao it could be Leo. It could be Leo. It could be Lau. Lau. Lau winning. <laughs> um, so the image that you see if you went to our website that we attach to uh, every episode, this episode's image was actually created by Lau winning. Um, and we wanted to give credit where credit was due. Uh, I actually sent a picture of Joe and I to the Discord uh, when we were at the wedding and it was right before <laughs> we actually walked Joe out to the church and it was just me in the back with Joe and you know the best man gets to hang out with him for like an hour and a half before his beautiful bride shows up so we were hanging and I took a selfie with us and I sent the picture to the discord and I get a picture back and Lau Winning just goes my wedding gift to you and he photoshopped our faces on top of goblins with the uh the king's head in front amazing yeah when i saw this in case everybody wonders that is not created by us that is from one of our members when i saw this posted in discord i literally almost fell on the floor laughing it's it's really funny hilarious (laughs) so Uh, thank you for the wedding gift boom boom 
So last week, uh, before your wedding, while we were taking a break, we had our most recent TNT tournament, and the theme was goblins and skeletons. Yeah, we did. Unfortunately, <laughs> because, because we were getting prepped for the wedding, I didn't get to play that much in this one. Uh, but how'd it go? I played, and it was... I don't know the word to describe it. <laughs> I, I think... I, I think it was a bunch of things all rolled up into one because sometimes it worked very well and other times it had me wanting to throw my phone like a ninja star. I'm sure. But then you can't get that mad because you know what cards you have. So like you're dealing with like the most squishy cards in the game, right? And plus, let me just say for everybody that didn't know or couldn't join, um, the only card that was banned uh, was the witch. She produces skeletons, but the witch was banned. But any building... Uh, or I'm going to call it a vehicle. So like the balloon, any things like that, that are controlled by a skeleton or create skeletons or, um, goblins can be used. So that means that the bomb tower was allowed in this tournament. So it was very (laughs) difficult to get cards that made it to the other side of the, the, the field. Yep. I can imagine. (laughs) So of course my, my deck, I don't remember everything that it consisted of, but uh, I know for a fact that it consisted of the giant skeleton and the balloon because I was trying to treat it like a balloon giant deck. Sure, sure. But oh, uh, yeah, the giant skeleton too. That's so smart. Yeah, let me tell you, it didn't work. Yeah, I bet, <laughs> I bet. But I'm sure it was a lot of fun. I wish I could have participated more, but I'll be in the next one. Boom. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then you got some big news. Yes, I'm actually very excited to talk about this. So a uh, couple of days ago, I wound up purchasing for gold my second legendary legendary number two i saved up fifty six thousand gold i followed joe's advice which was take luck out of the equation take it out man take Uh the luck and kick it to the side and i bought my most envious card what was it yes Mm, most envious card. What legendary do you think that I wanted out of all legendaries? By the way, I didn't tell Joe what card I got. I just told him that I bought a legendary. Uh, I told him I was going to save it for the show. Uh, all right. I, I can think of two. Okay. I would go with... Give me your second choice first. The Ice Wizard. That's my second no, choice. If that, if that showed up in my shop, I would have bought it. Okay, so that was my second choice. But my first right. choice would have been... The beloved, apocalyptic, sparky, boom, boom, boom. Boom! Nailed it. Nailed it. Love it. I talk about that card all the time. It destroys me. It makes me so angry. (laughs) And now I can't, now I can't talk smack about it anymore. Yep. Now you're going to play it all the time and you're only going to wait for the third ring to light up so that you can just blow things up and annihilate them. Can I tell everybody that I wound up using it and I wound up dropping to like Frozen Peaks? No way. Yeah. Like, that's because you don't know how to use it. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. Like, it seems to me like whenever I play somebody with a Sparky, like, if there's anybody that's ever just like a Sparky main user, Mm -hmm. I always just say to myself, oh, yeah, bruh. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That required so much skill. But you know what's funny? the same thing. Right? Like, like, yeah, bruh. Good job. Nice job. Good job winning. Yeah. Yeah. Good skill dropping Sparky behind the giant. Way to be creative. (laughs) You know, it's funny. I know that as soon as I face somebody and I use Sparky and I try and do that stupid combination, I'm going to lose so bad. I know it. (laughs) 
oh, you think you're going to lose it. Yeah, you are. You know what? No, because I did. Like, like what I'm saying is when I play other people and they just completely destroy me, I'm like, yeah, man, good job. So much skill you have. But then I know when I get the card and I use it, I'm going to be terrible with it. Yep. That's exactly what happened to me. So uh, lessons learned that, A, my cards weren't high enough and I didn't have the right deck. So, uh, well, you know what they say, Rob. Disaster. You tell know what me. they say, Rob. Please tell me. Uh, I'm not. Is this I'm another not... Joeism? <laughs> you want a, a Joeism right now? Yeah, I want a Joeism. <laughs> you, want, you want a Joeism? All right. If you can't take the horse out of the crib, don't walk it. Boom. <laughs> what? What? I'm not even going to go there. I don't know what that means I'm at all. I'm not sure either, but uh, that's a joke. I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna write that down, though. Boom. Oh, man, we are on a roll. I'm, I'm sure half our listeners stop listening already. Oh, for sure. <laughs> but hey, this is what two weeks of Rust will do to you. <laughs> that'll, that'll happen. Yeah. So um, moving on to more important <laughs> things, as we would call an announcement for maybe the clan and our listeners. Um, we are going to hold another official uh, Cast Royale tournament. Yeah, we are. Uh, or a tourney. And we decided that we are going to uh, set it up for October 22nd, which I believe is a Saturday, correct? Yeah, it is. Yeah. So um, we are going to do it at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to start the prep. And then, of course, the prep is going to be two hours to give everybody enough time to join. Uh, then the tournament will start at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And, of course, the tournament will only be one hour, so everybody will be done at one o'clock. Boom. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are going to name the tournament Boom Tourney, and then the password is going to be Mega Boom, all lowercase. Mega Boom. Mega Boom. All lowercase. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. And then we also put out a request last I was going to say last episode, week. last episode, episode <laughs> the last episode to ask if people thought that we should just jump in already into freezing water and just start swimming. And what I mean by that is buying the special offer that is available to us in the shop. So we actually wound up getting uh, a good amount of people. Uh, I was actually surprised. Um, I was surprised but too. It was a landslide by. 23 to 2 <laughs> for yes, buy it already. And we had said that we were going to buy and open them on the next show, not thinking that we need to wait for the good one to show up before we could actually buy it and time it with the correct episodes. <laughs> so. Right. So I just wanted to clarify. So we aren't just going to buy any of the special offers because some of them are like spend 10,000 gold and get an epic chest or spend X amount of gems and get a legendary chest we don't want those we want the one that's like buy spend x amount of dollars i think it's like 9.99 or whatever yeah. and get a legendary chest plus a hundred thousand gold plus 500 gems <laughs> and it's like five joe's, times the value joe is fist pumping boom, right now boom, and dabbing boom. joe's a dabber in case anybody was wondering <laughs> so we're waiting for the special special offer to pop up which only pops up like maybe once a week so uh since we now have the go-ahead from our listeners, we will be doing that and opening it up on the next show when available. Boom. Provided that it's available, yeah. And I think it's important to note that we originally said when we first started this podcast many months ago that when we put money into this game, you guys will be the first to know. And technically, we are, right? 
First to know. You heard it first, folks. That's it. By popular demand, we are purchasing each one of those special legendary special offers. That's right. We will be using the donations and contributions from our supporters to do so. And we will not be purchasing more than one each. This is just a starter boost pack. Boom. Right. Um, So let's get on to uh, some of the stuff that's been happening in the game since we've been off. And we haven't had too much time to play, but we've we we have been around. That's right. Um, To be honest with you, I kind of want to go through like each card, like each individual card. We can do that. We're starting with the Mega Minion. Starting with the Mega Minion. Honestly, I think the Mega Minion is fantastic. I think it's just tanky enough. I do think that it, because it's a minion, it has pretty short range. Mm -hmm. But I love the fact that it's a tanky flying unit that does very good damage per second. And it adds an element into decks that people really hadn't had to deal with before. Yeah. And I think that card alone, when it was released two weeks ago, really impacted the meta in a very big way. Mm-hmm. I think one card that it diminished a little bit, and by that I mean it kind of made it go away a little bit. Mm-hmm. Can you guess? Um, the regular minions? Nope. No. The Musketeer. Huh. Because it is a three-cost card that is kind of ranged, right? I mean, it's mm-hmm. it, not kind of ranged. In, no, it is. In theory, it's, it's, it's ranged. Two. It's, it's ranges too. Right, it just doesn't have as long of a range, but it's ranged. It's right. an air unit, and it does, it has more health than the Musketeer, mm-hmm. still attacks ground and air, single target damage, but does more damage per second. Interesting point. Yeah, I never even thought about it like that. Um, and if you, if, and on top of that, one of the reasons that I think that that is, is because before the Mega Minion was released, mm-hmm. one of the key decks that you would see in like the top of TV Royale mm-hmm. was the, the deck with like the, the giant mini P.E.K.K.A. Musketeer Poison Zap. I forget what people called that, but that deck. Yeah, right. No, I know. I don't know the name, though. And once that Mega Minion came out, the top, the top deck became the same deck but with the Mega Minion and not the Musketeer. Hmm. Interesting. That's a really cool point. Um, so this card, I actually, I agree with you. I, I actually really like it, and I think it offers a different style of play. Um, the thing that is annoying me, and it's not really because of this card, but um, it's partly because of this card, I'm having a much more difficult time dealing with uh, decks that the majority is air. Yeah, man, I completely agree with you. And I think the Mega Minion coming out, we've always said this. When, when we created Air Force One and Air Force Two, we mm-hmm. created it because we know that air decks are very viable decks. For now. For now, right. And the Mega Minion is not, is not some... You know, I, don't, I don't know what the word is, but it's not like an undervalued card. He ain't a chump. Right, he's, not, he's no chump. He's a very, very good card. And he's the kind of card that if you leave him on the battlefield, at level 7, at 20 caps, he does 219 damage per second. Yeah, that's crazy. That is 60 damage higher than a musketeer per second. Right, right. He also has more health. So well, I guess where I'm going with this is, He's not the kind, and he's cheaper. He costs less. 
So he's right. not the kind of card that you can just see, oh, he's good. I'll just let him go. He'll, you know, he won't do any damage to my tower or to my tank. He's going to kill, he's gonna kill your, your minions. He's going to kill your tank. You're not going to survive. So if now they're implementing more powerful air cards into the game, it's just making air decks more viable. Yep. And one of you brought it up, and I want to just touch on it very quickly. Um, one of the things I've noticed is you said it kills minion hordes. A lot of people will be like, well, what? How? Um, if your minion horde is already distracted by, let's say, a lava hound, um, a mega minion can kill an individual minion with one hit. That's right. With one hit. So it really just needs to hit how many times? Six? Six. So six times and the minion horde is gone. Right. And that's provided that the person didn't throw anything else out there as well. Right. And it's not like the card itself actually, it's not like the card itself attacks at a slow rate. Right. So in general, if the, if the, if the minion horde is attacking a lava hound, let's just say Mm -hmm. every second, an individual minion is going to get killed and therefore your lava hound is going to die slower. So Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, your mega minion is going to be alive. The Lava Hound's going to be alive, and once that thing explodes, it's just going to be a bunch of pups and, and a Mega Minion on a tower. Not very easy to deal with. And that's what you call a Mega Boom. Yeah, man. And don't, think of, don't even forget, at the, at the end of the day, you're also going to supplement that with some other air card, like a, like a Baby Dragon. So, I mean, yep. it, I really love this card. I think that, like I said before, I think that it really changed the meta in a great way. I think that it's making air decks more viable, and it's causing people to have to react to air deck cards like you can't just create a deck now and be like eh nobody really uses the lava hound anymore because it's bad or eh nobody really uses air because they're bad instead you Mm -hmm. have to make sure that your deck is more versatile otherwise you're going to be falling behind the times here no i agree and honestly i think that they created this card to support the lava hound a lot more so you're i am absolutely seeing lava hound decks way more even if it's not a full air deck. I agree. I mean, just, just think about it. You have a Lava Hound, a Mega Minion, and a Baby Dragon coming down the pike. Mm-hmm. The Lava Hound's going to attack the buildings. The Mega Minion is going to attack single units and kill them quickly. The Baby Dragon is going to attack any kind of swarm, like a Minion Horde or regular Minions, Archers, things like that. Mm-hmm. What, it, um, obviously, you can defend against that, but it's not an easy thing to defend against. No, I completely agree. And you're always going to be on your back foot. You're never going to be able to really go on offense unless you start, you know, doing one of those like bait and switch type tactics where you start attacking the other tower. Right. The hat, the old hat trick, old hat trick. Boom. Mm hmm. So one thing before we go on to the the next card, um, I do want to make special note that I think both Joe and I both agree that the way that Supercell has decided to begin releasing these cards is fantastic because you're not changing the meta very drastically. You're changing it gradually and letting people learn about how each individual card works and gives people enough time to figure out strategies for the one card as opposed to figuring out strategies for four cards immediately. Completely agree. So keep doing that, Supercell. Please, if someone's listening, please keep doing that. Boom. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, the next one that we wanted to talk about, which was released second, was the Inferno Dragon. So I'm going to say that I actually really, I really, really, really like this card. Um, it's one of those cards where I didn't really know how effective it was going to be when they first announced that it was going to be coming out. 
when I first realized that it was uh, essentially just a flying inferno tower, that made me tremble in my boots. It made me scared. Yeah, because, and I, I really didn't know what was going to, when I, but when I saw how quickly it took out a tower, like normally, right, when you're, when you're dealing with an inferno tower, right, you're not really getting an inferno tower put on your side of the field. You're dealing with it more as a defensive thing, correct? Every single time. Now you're dealing with that same game mechanic on your side of the field, provided that you obviously haven't lost a tower. That's the only situation where that's the same. But now you have an offensive card that can just come straight to your tower, sit there for what, five, six seconds, and it's just gone. Yep. Totally gone. Oh, and don't forget, that Inferno Tower, it's flying. Yep. (laughs) So you have to be able to deal with it. (laughs) And we've always said this, there are more cards in the game that attack ground than air. And if your deck is not ready for something like this thing coming your way, Mm -hmm. you're dead. There is no way you're going to survive it because the problem with this card is the second that it locks onto your tower. There's nothing you can do about it. The countdown of five seconds starts and then your tower is dead. Right. So the only way that I've really been dealing with it very effectively is, I mean, if I know that it's coming or I can like kind of anticipate if I've seen it already. Um, obviously I dropped my minion horde, um, or anything that can attack air, but a great strategy for defending against this card would be to distract it because it doesn't only attack buildings, it attacks, it attacks anything. It attacks ground and it attacks air. So typically what I wind up finding myself doing is, and I don't really know, nor do I really care if this is the right way to handle it. But for my deck, I usually throw out barbarians. Can you guess why? Tell me. Take a guess. Let's say, how is that different than throwing out my goblins? What if I threw out my goblins? Um, if you threw out your goblins, your opponent could zap them away. Right. Or. Or, I mean, just in general, they just, they have lower health, so they die quicker, but. Right. So, technically, your opponent's Inferno Dragon would be distracted for a much less period of time, as opposed to throwing out four very hefty barbarians which gives me enough time to get some anti-air on the ground that's only if i don't have my minion horde can i challenge your defensive strategy you can challenge whatever you want i think that if you drop your barbarians Mm -hmm. you're giving them a meteor target to kill which is what the inferno dragon or think about it the inferno tower are meant to do right so, but wh- its base damage, I believe, is 30. So how much does a goblin have in health? 200. So it would say- take a zap to kill it. True. Yeah. So, what I'm think- so, so here's, here's what I'm thinking. My tactic when I'm, atta- like when I'm attacking somebody that I know has an Inferno Tower, I mm-hmm. would put, you know, let's just say I have a giant. Let's just say I'm u- using a giant deck. When the giant gets to the river, I'm not going to let it get attacked by the Inferno Tower. Otherwise, it's going to die. Right. What I would do is I would try and put either minions or skeletons or goblins in front of it to distract the Inferno Tower so that the, the damage buildup has to reset multiple times. Right. Get- no, I do the same thing. I'm saying in a scenario where I don't have my minion horde ready. I'd use the goblins. Would you? Use the goblins, dude. Hmm. I'm going to try it and see what happens. Because 
the, the reason why I would do it is because you're going to save yourself. Okay, think about it. Once it gets to three seconds anyway, everything's dying in a second anyway. It does too much damage. True. That's a good point. So, so technically, you're wasting, not wasting, but you're using five elixir to defend against an air unit, all of which are going to get killed anyway, when you could be spending two elixir for the same effect. They'll probably die maybe one second sooner. All right. Well, then I'm trying to come up with a scenario where my defense mechanism works. So let's say I had no anti-air in my hand. I throw up barbarians to get out my spear goblins. Or a princess. Do you have, or do you have regular goblins Anything else that deck? does things like that. Yeah, no, I do. Of course, it's purple flame. But here's the thing. The cool thing is that you don't really have to attack the, dra- the Inferno Dragon. Because as long as it's on your side of the map, your tower will do that. You just have to distract it. Hmm. Yep. That's a good point. Boom. I always forget that my tower attacks until it's actually happening. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, you, you do do something. Yeah, right. Man. I forgot. See, so you can just use the two elixir to distract the Inferno Dragon while you're, I mean, it's going to lock onto all three targets by the end. And you know, even if it gets two seconds worth of damage off on your tower and then your tower kills it. Right. That's not enough damage for your tower to die at all. No, that's true. It's after the fifth second that it really starts to do a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good point. So those were the two cards that we, that we got already. But you know what's but funny? Couple, Can I just say, yeah. like, you Go know what's funny about this? What's funny? You are significantly higher in trophy count than I am. Now? Yep. So I think I would just be, well, I mean, at one point you certainly were. At, weren't you at like 3,400 recently? 3,411 was my highest. Everybody, boom. Boom. That's unbelievable, by the way. So I think I should just be taking lessons from you. So maybe the way that I'm doing it is wrong, and I should really just be listening to what you do. Hmm. I like, I like your line of logic there. I mean, first try my logic and see if it brings you higher. And if it doesn't, then I'm just nix what I just said and keep doing what you're doing. Boom. And revert back. Boom. Right. Plan B. Okay. Yeah. No, plan always plan B. And if oh, not, plan, plan C. C. <laughs> mm-hmm. So let me let me ask you, since since we're talking about plan C, have you been using the uh the mute feature? Uh every game. <laughs> so every single game that I start, I begin with good luck. Me too. If the person does not respond to my good luck, I wait. And if I still get no response, I try one more good luck. If no response, muted. Mm-hmm. I, don't I do care. the same thing. I do not care. And the only other time that I will mute, by the way, is even if somebody says good luck back, if during the middle of the game, they do some sort of like jerky emote and you know what I'm talking about with like cry faces yep. and laughters and mm-hmm. stuff, automatic mute. My favorite is when they start with a cry face. Instamute. That's, that's instamute. Instamute. Mm-hmm. Do you cry face first, then instamute? I know. I usually laugh really hard and then I instamute. Boom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't I don't really care at that point. They've made me crazed. I'm really loving the feature. And I and I feel like the part that I like best is once you mute somebody that you know is like being a jerk or whatever, and then you beat them, and right after you beat them, you know that they're you can, seeing your You can emotes, see them freaking out. But yeah. you see their dots just going and going and going. Yep. It just makes me chuckle. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a it's a satisfying experience. I really love it, the mute button. <laughs> it really does make everything better. <laughs> So anyway, boom. Yeah, I just wanted to talk about that real quick because we didn't really have a chance to play with it too much before we did the last episode. Yeah, you know, um, it's not like we go off on tangents often or anything. Yeah, no, we're uh, we try and stay flexible here. Boom. Um, 
So the next card that's coming out in a couple days uh, is a card that I find extremely interesting. It's an ice golem, and it's a rare card that cost two elixir. Not 100% sure if you knew that it cost that much. I did, and I honestly feel like the past three cards they've put in, three Mm -hmm. cost, four cost, two cost. They are moving decks into lower average elixir cost mm-hmm. and away from those big meaty decks that we've always seen before with like the P.E.K.K.A. and the Knight and things like that. Yeah, that's true. And the Golem, right? Like you don't see decks like that anymore. No, you really don't. Um, so th- I'm curious to see the size of this card because when you see, when you hear Ice Golem, you think like golem, but right? You look, like, yeah, but you look at the artwork and it looks like a small thing. It could be. Yeah, you're right. But its hit points are for level one, 625. So it's, you know what I'm thinking? I feel like it's going to be, do you think the, it's the size of like an ice spirit? I, no, 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 no. I feel like it's going to be the same exact size or maybe slightly bigger than the uh, lumberjack. The thing that throws me off about this card is that its initial damage is 40. So it doesn't do a lot of damage, so that's not the point of this card. Targets buildings, though. Correct. And because it has 625 hit points, its goal is to really last for at least a while to get to where it needs to go. No, but I think, I think the, the point of this card is to absorb a little bit of damage. Not a lot of damage, but a little bit of damage. And to be... Obviously, it's very quick. It's very mm-hmm. cheap, so you can cycle through it. But it's not your... It's not your average building attacker, right? No, you're right. Like, the purpose of it is not to do, to do damage. Like, if you think about it, mostly every other card that attacks buildings does a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. And you might not think that the Lava Hound does a lot of damage, but over time it does huge amounts of damage, especially when the pups come out. So right. this thing isn't really going to do that much damage, but the point of it is to control the game because once it dies... Nearby enemies and buildings get slowed down. Now, for how long? I don't know. But, you know, I'm kind of anxious to find out. Like, is it like a five-second slow? Because Right, I'm surprised. That's another thing. Like, this is a perfect example of where I asked last time to have, like, a little thing in every card that if it has a special ability like this to say how long it lasts. Dude, you know what would be awesome? Hmm. In every single card that... Mm-hmm. In every single troop or building, if it has a special mm-hmm. effect like this one or like the mm-hmm. Ice Wizard, you should be able to, there should be a button, like once you view the, the stats of the card, there should be a right. button on the bottom right of it or whatever that allows you to click on it and it pops, like a little thing pops out to show you animation of like gameplay with it. Oh, that would be so cool. Like, 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 um, like when, they, when they introduce a new character in League of Legends and they show you how the, the, the moves work. Like we do deck spotlights, they should do troop spotlights. Like, oh, that's such a good idea. So you'd go into this card and be like, hmm, what really happens when the Ice Golem dies? You click on the preview thing and up comes a little video clip, uh, not like from YouTube or anything, but just like a video clip built within the game of them showing you how the slow feature works when the ice golem dies. Yeah, and it could be five to ten seconds. It doesn't have to be long. Yeah, it, it could be super quick. Like, it doesn't really matter. I mean, I just think it'd be, it'd be really cool to be able to see these mechanics before you actually try and use them because 
even if I use it in the training camp, I would want to see it before I use it. Like that's the, that gives me like desire to get the card because it's cool and it's new. And of course I'm going to want to use it. Right. It's like marketing for the card. I agree. Boom. So something that I just realized about this card, um, its speed is slow. So like a typical golem, it wouldn't be moving quickly at all. But it's um, not very slow. So it's not no, as slow you're right. as a golem. You're right. You're right. Um, but I think that this card is going to be really useful against swarm decks because this, this is a card, like you said, that controls, right? This is a card that essentially lets people have the effect of an ice wizard without having the ice wizard. Completely agree. For a cost of two. So when, if its only job is to get to a building and then when it gets late, and that building could be anything, that could be uh, a goblin hut, it could be a barbarian hut, it could be uh, a tombstone, anything that spawns, uh, eventually it's going to die. Yeah, it could be a tower. No, I, I, I know it could be a tower, but eventually anything that's coming out of those buildings, it's going to die, which is the purpose of that card. Exactly. Right. So, you know, follow that up with a nice princess and, uh, princess or even an ice spirit. Like think about, think about the control type of decks that are going to come out of this. Like, no, yeah. In a, in a normal world, in a, in a normal situation, if you were to drop a minion horde on any ground unit that doesn't attack air, guess what? You'd be like, well, this is a, clear advantage i'm gonna win this well now if you do that you're gonna if you put like a minion horde over this ice golem when he dies he's gonna explode do damage and he's gonna um slow everything around him follow that up with a zapper and ice spirit you don't even need anything else to kill like you're you're spending three elixir to kill the minion horde it's a win yep complete completely agree with that dude so yeah those were the uh well, that was two of the release cards, one of the unreleased, but we know what it is cards. And uh, the last card, we don't know what it is yet, but it is a legendary. I wonder how much it's going to cost. I would assume it's going to be five or less, but I mean, I would be very surprised if they, unless they made it something like really cool, like like an ice dragon or something like that. And it was like an eight cost crazy card, but. Uh, I'm still waiting for the dragon. Yeah, me too, man. I'm still waiting for the dragon or Papa dragon. We've got an inferno Mama dragon. dragon. I want, I want, I want, a, I want the I want parents, a dragon. I want the parents of baby dragon. That's what I want. That's what I want. Um, and then actually how crazy would it be if they created a legendary card that was a very high cost? They haven't done that yet. Right. Cause currently seven is the highest cost legendary. Mm-hmm. So imagine if they made one that was like nine. It would have to be very overpowered. And also have an extreme uh, vulnerability. Yeah, but you know what? Like, if, if something, if, if a le- in order for a legendary card to be 9 or 10 cost, it would have to be so good that it also gives you a disadvantage. Like, think about Hearthstone. Some cards are so good that they actually give you a disadvantage, right? Right. Like, they might cause you to, like, think about Deathwing, right? If you throw out Deathwing, it's a 10 cost, 12, 12, but you lose your entire remaining hand of cards. Right. That's a really good point. So like, wouldn't it be cool if like you had a a legendary card that like cost 10 and was like crazy good and super overpowered, but would destroy one of your archer towers when it came out? 
That would be amazing. Right? Like severe disadvantage, but huge advantage once it gets to the other side of the map. Right. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I like it. I think it would be out of control, but I like it. I mean, hey, that's the point. Like, That's the game. It's, it's the rules of the duel. Nobody stops somebody from putting Deathwing into, a, uh, into their deck in Hearthstone. So, like, it's, it's the risk you run. Do you want to risk, you know, losing a tower or, or winning the game? Boom. <laughs> That's a motto if I've ever heard it. <laughs> cool. Yeah, so uh, that does it for the cards. Let's go into our deck spotlight. Deck spotlight. So you got a deck and I got a deck. Whose deck do you want to do first? Let's do yours. Nah, can't do mine. Little brother never leads. Wow. You did this weekend. You're right. But mm-hmm. it's, not a, it's not standard, Rob. So you're up. It's true. All right. So the deck that I have um, is a deck that we'd like to call Elemental Spark, which is a 3.6 average elixir cost deck. Um, and it contains the Ice Spirit, the Fire Spirits, Zap, Poison. Elixir Collector, Mini Pekka, Sparky, and Giant. That's right. You heard me say it, Sparky, because now that I have it, I know how to make a deck with it. So, if so facto, here we go. But we said that we were going to start making decks once we started getting these cards. But not only Sparky, Rob, you've started to use the elements. It's about time. That's right, because I said that I don't really like using them. But for this deck, it actually works out very well. So, For this deck, you actually want to be playing defensively in the beginning. Um, Your Zap and Poison are going to be key cards, especially if you're dealing with uh, swarms coming at you. So you are obviously going to be using your Mini P.E.K.K.A. a lot for defense against your opponent's uh, most offensive card. Um, And then essentially what you want to do is wait until you get 10 Elixir once the storm calms down, and you're going to be putting the Elixir Collector in the back. Once that happens, you really need to wait until you get 10 Elixir again. In the meantime, you are going to be using the cards that I just mentioned to take care of anything that comes your way. Now, once you do have 10 Elixir, you are going to drop your Sparky in the back. Once it gets to about a little past the Archer Tower, you're going to drop your Giant right at the river in the same lane, and then you're going to follow that up with your ice spirit and then you're going to put your fire spirits slightly behind the sparky the goal is to have the ice spirit freeze whatever comes down to get the giant and then have the fire spirits avoid a zap and attack the thing that just got frozen now you could try really hard to bait out the opponent's zap that's actually a pretty good thing to try and do every once in a while especially if you don't know if they have one Um, So dropping your mini P.E.K.K.A. and your fire spirits as one random push can really get uh, your opponent shaken a little bit. And that would immediately, if they have one, force them to use their zap. Once you know that that zap is there, now you can kind of prep for when you do your big push. Yep, I completely agree. And I I think one thing to mention here is if you do bait out your opponent's zap with a mini P.E.K.K.A. fire spirit push... One thing to remember is that if you know your opponent has no zap because they just used it, the last thing that you want to do 
is play your Sparky immediately. Right. Because then they will try and cycle quickly back to their zap. Mm-hmm. Instead, once you know that you have them beat, play the giant in the back first. Because most people don't react to the giant right away. Then build up the elixir, drop the Sparky. Because once you drop the Sparky, then they're going to realize that they have something <laughs> coming their way which they need their zap for. They're going to try and cycle instead of trying to truly defend. And even if they get to their zap, the fact that they're just quickly cycling is going to ruin their, their routine and their normal push and their normal defense right. strategy. So exactly. you're going to win that trade. Yep. And the thing to remember is as tempting as it might be to use your own zap and your poison when you're doing your pushes, do not. You need those cards for defense for this deck. If you hadn't realized, there are no other cards to defend other than a measly ice spirit and fire spirits. Yeah. So you can't unload on the other side of the field and then not have anything to back that up when the opponent says, I'm going to come and get you now. Yeah, I think one thing that you could do is you could use the zap, but then you wouldn't be able to, you know, if you're going to be, like Rob said, if you're going to be using the poison and the zap on the other side of the field, it better be a game ender. If you, uh, if you do use them on the other side of the field, you better be sure to have the ice spirits and or the fire spirits ready <laughs> for, uh, for defense. Right, exactly. So, um, yeah, that's my deck, Elemental Spark. Boom. What's your deck? Hmm? Well, hmm? Hmm? I told you this would be apparent throughout the entire episode. <laughs> so I've clearly named my deck Mega Boom. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> this is a 3.5 average elixir cost deck, and it features, obviously, the Mega Minion, the regular minions, the Giant, the Miner, the Zap, the Musketeer, the Poison, and the Mini P.E.K.K.A. Mm-hmm. So, Rob, we mentioned previously that we think that air decks are becoming a lot more viable now. So right. the way that I've decided to counter that is by having three cards in my deck that attack ground and air that are ranged and include two spells in the deck, Poison Zap, that are just so apparently obvious in the current meta, and they do so well. So, the way to play this deck is like any other normal giant deck. Mm -hmm. You'd want to put the giant in the back, follow that up with your Musketeer, maybe maybe your Mega Minion, and then wait. When, the, okay. when all of your cards get to the other side, you're going to throw down your poison zap combo. But now here's the trick. That is a great push. This isn't like a high cost deck, so you can use that push once in a while and it'll work. The better part is that you have the miner, which is not an obvious card anymore in every deck. And it's a very it's versatile card, even with its you know, recent debuffs or nerfs. Mm-hmm. So... The other push that you can do, which allows this deck to be very versatile, is to throw the miner behind the tower while using your regular minions to attack. And what that'll do is it'll allow the tower to lock onto your miner and any card that your opponent drops down to hopefully target onto your miner while the three minions that are flying across the map target the tower, get some cheap quick damage in, and then you're left to defend their push, which isn't in the best shape. Right. No, I like it. For defense, you have the mini P.E.K.K.A., As we always say, this is an obvious choice. The Musketeer is a great defensive card. So you have cards in this deck that can be very good defensive cards, don't take a lot of damage while defending, and then still allow you to go on your offensive push. If you get into a situation where you need to drop your mini P.E.K.K.A. for defense, 
that can be your key or your trigger to start that minion minor push. Because Mm -hmm. think about how hard it is for your opponent to deal with a mini P.E.K.K.A., three minions coming its way, and a miner that's behind their tower or on the side of it distracting the tower or the units. Right, that's a really good point. The only, and now I'm obviously thinking just from my perspective, like with something like Purple Flames deck. So if you did that to me, maybe like the first time, okay, I'll give you the first time, I would, that would probably take a lot out of my tower. But if you set it up the same exact way again, the next time you did it, I would deliberately make sure that I had uh, my barbarians ready for the mini P.E.K.K.A. Yep. Because even if they die, they are essentially stopping the mini P.E.K.K.A. from getting to the tower and causing the minions to be distracted for the time being. And then I would use my goblins on the miner. Okay. So that's what I was saying before. The deck is versatile. So you're never going to do the same push twice. Mm-hmm. You have the giant. So you have the giant push. And there's a lot of different ways that you can use the giant in this deck. You can use it with the musketeer behind it. You can use it with the musketeer and the mega minion behind it. You right. can use it with just the minions. So, I mean, if, if I see that the first time that I do it, you drop barbarians and you, you know, mess up my entire push, instead of using the minions the next time, I'm just going to use the miner, the mini P.E.K.K.A., and the poison. Because the combination of poison and mini P.E.K.K.A. will absolutely kill the barbarians. One swing at a time. Yes, it will. So, yep. The deck is very versatile. You will have answers to, people will have answers to fight you versus this deck or to, you know, defend you off. But Mm -hmm. the key is that once they catch on, you need to switch the attack. You have so many different ways to push with this deck. You should not be using the same thing twice. Unless obviously they can't figure you out and, you know, maybe their card rotation just isn't matching up with yours and you can beat them, so. Right. Yeah, so obviously that's why it's called the Mega Boom. The Mega Boom. So many mm-hmm. Megas and so many boom, 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 booms. <laughs> right. I'm not so, sure what I just did, but I liked it. I liked it too. <laughs> um, I'm sure someone else liked it. Boom. Uh, so that does it for our spotlight. That was pretty fun, as always. Uh, let's go on to emails and reviews. Just without the emails. Right. So what we're doing, um, and we thought about it long and hard, it started mainly because we did get a good amount of emails while we took our break, as we usually always do. I'd say that's right. Um, So what we're going to wind up doing, and I think we're going to try and do this moving forward to be fair to the listeners, to be fair to us, because it takes a lot to go through all those emails and prep for the show. Um, We are actually going to remove the email section, just the email part of it, from our episodes except for some emails that we think are relevant or are fun or are funny. We won't overburden you with a lot of emails. What we are going to do is continue with the reviews like we always do, but we are going to take the emails that we get and put them into their own dedicated, separate feedback frenzy episode, which is going to be replacing a regular episode. Yep, so we've done this once before, and we've been getting a lot of feedback recently over you know, sometimes the emails could bog down the episode. They can make them a lot longer than they need to be, which we totally get. So to fix that, we'll pluck them out, put them in a separate episode and make that the episode for the week, uh, you know, when we get enough of them. So something to look right. forward to, but it's just uh, an easy way to streamline the, the episodes that we do. Especially since we always wind up having other things to talk about when we do the emails anyway. Couldn't agree more. And it's not like we can't talk about 
you know, game stuff for more than an hour anyway. I think we're almost there. Right. Now. <laughs> we're doing it now. Um, so let's go through our reviews. We actually wound up getting four uh, this week or over the last two weeks. Yeah, we did. Um, and the first one is from our very own Lily Bell, uh, who goes by on iTunes, Lily Bell 777. Can I read this? Yeah, go ahead. It is a five-star review and says, entertaining and informative. Great podcast. Easy to listen to and enjoyable from start to finish. Thank you for your tips and tricks. Keep up the great work. Boom. Boom. So Lily Bell, <laughs> you know her. She's in my clan. She was, she was talking to me about how she could leave a review for weeks. And then one day, she just comes into the clan and goes, I finally figured it out. Done. Left. Boom. Boom. I was very excited. So it's really nice to see these kind words. Um, we really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, we really try to give everybody as many tips and tricks as possible. And we're very happy that it actually, uh, it winds up working for you. Yeah. So thank you, Lily Bell. We really appreciate you not only being a part of the community, but also being a part of the clans for so long. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Boom. Boom. And then the next review that we got is from probably one of my favorite names ever, uh, because this is one of my favorite foods ever. Couldn't agree more. But Yep. So the review is from Fried Bacon Bits. And they write, amazing. It's a five-star review. And they write, you guys are absolutely amazing. The type of humor you bring to the podcast world is perfect. Without you guys getting through work would be impossible. I absolutely adore Deck Spotlight. Without it, I wouldn't be in Arena 7. So thank you. Keep up the amazing work. And of course, boom! With like 10 O's. So yep. bacon bits, bacon and eggs, bacon swag. <laughs> Boom. Green eggs and ham. The green eggs and ham. Thank you so much for your review. We're so happy that you were able to get to Arena 7. Thanks to a couple of helpful tips and tricks from us. And uh, keep on climbing because sooner or later you'll be in Frozen Peak. And then the legendary arena. Boom. Boom. And the next one is also a five-star review and is from Fishder in the United States. And they write, Boomtastic. First of all, I've never considered myself a gamer until I started playing Clash Royale. I love this game. It is so much fun and can be kind of addicting. Okay, really addicting. <laughs> I love how these guys can break down the strategies that can work with certain cards and the featured decks. They speak intelligently and with humor. Great podcast, guys. Looking forward to the next one. Boom. That, That's awesome. The boom was me. They didn't write boom, but boom. Right. Yeah. Again, you can never really tell whether Joe said it or the person said That's it. That's right. Boom. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Um, yeah. That. That was a fantastic review because not only do we, again, really break down cards and strategies, which I hope we do well enough for most people. I mean, we try, um, but they really like our deck spotlights, which we take a lot of pride in those. Yeah, we do. Even though we don't make up every single deck, but we do try and give credit when we have to. That's right. And we love making decks. And mm -hmm. a listener of ours actually recently asked us if we not only could make decks, but two things. One, if we could start making decks that contrast or counter the current meta. So take the current meta of decks that people use and create new decks that beat those meta decks. So we're going to start yes. doing that. But the other thing that we love about making decks is figuring out why making a specific deck works. So, yes. so there is a certain mechanic to building a deck that makes it work because you can't just throw any random card into a deck. It won't work. Cards have to synergize. There, ha there has to be a versatile use for each card, and you have to be able to use them in multiple ways 
to either push or defend to make sure that you have answers whenever you need them. Point taken when I put Sparky in a random deck and it just totally flopped. That's right. So we do Mm -hmm. pride ourselves in that because while our decks don't always work, they have been helping a lot of people and we are just super psyched about that. Boom. Also, apparently we're pretty funny. Pretty funny. I wouldn't go with (laughs) super duper funny, but pretty funny, I'll take it. Boom. I'll I'll take pretty too. I mean, better than pretty ugly. Boom. It's true. Pretty. (laughs) Pretty, pretty. Pretty, pretty. And then the last review is from Quincy's that's a lot of s's by the way yep mm-hmm. and they are from indonesia and they were actually in our clan right they were in cast royale too for quite some time but uh, that's fantastic quincy plays this game so often and for the entire time that they were in our clan all they would do is want to try new decks battle people within the clan and had so much fun unfortunately quincy had some other things to do left our clan joined their friends but this guy's awesome boom yep and he writes, nice podcast. Hi, Robin Joe. My nickname is Quincy's or Quincy's. I go with Quincy's. I'll go with Quincy's. And I've been finding your podcast is really cool. Keep it nice. Boom. Boom. Digging it. I love the reviews this week. Always do. Mm-hmm. And then uh, real quick, we actually wound up getting two new patrons uh, over the last two weeks. The first is Matt Soto. And the second is Rob links mccord yeah we did matt soto is dexology i can't believe that we got two patrons and one in, in, i think we got them in like one or two days this was incredible i know and they're, they're ironically they're both at the same tier yeah they are mm-hmm. um so uh guys thank you so much for offering to donate your money uh especially since we know it's hard-earned um we really appreciate it and we we promise to uh put it towards things like our tournaments um, and helping out our community every chance we can. That's right. And it just means so much to us. Words cannot describe what it means to us that, that you support what we do and you're willing to contribute to our community to better what we do. Boom. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing that we wanted to acknowledge very quickly uh, is we got a PayPal donation from our buddy Rotococo Loco. And if you didn't understand what I just said, let me say that slowly for you. Roto. Coco Loco. Roto Coco Loco. <laughs> it's like the best name to say. It's so awesome. So Roto decided that he was going to give us a very generous lump sum of donations to help contribute to the podcast and to tournaments and to anything else podcast related. And in our eyes, Roto Coco Loco, you, sir, are considered a patron. Boom. Boom. Um, and that pretty much does it for this week's episode we did it man two weeks off rusty we you know got the kinks out you know yeah sh- about an hour it's it fantastic yep back and better than ever boom yep mega of booming course. and everything <laughs> mega booming uh i i don't know how how seriously i can take you when you say mega booming <laughs> mega booming and everything <laughs> you remember pentaboom 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 i don't know how serious i take myself ever so that's okay that's that's why we have so much fun that's right yeah So, uh, as always, if you would like to join our clan, if there is an opening, we try and do our refresh every Saturday night into Sunday. Please be patient because sometimes it takes a while to free up that spot. And to be honest, I must confess, because of the wedding this week, Cast Royale 2 did not get refreshed. Oh, yeah. Uh, Joe forgot. (laughs) I remembered, but Joe forgot. As I'm sure you can imagine, I was preoccupied by wedding and stuff. So, uh, we will be doing that at some point this week, which everybody will hear. Boom. Yep. And then, of course, if you do send us the invitation, please write the word podcast in your invite. Um, and as always, if you need 
to send us questions, comments, feedback, or a concern, send us an email at feedback at castrailpodcast.com. And as always, if you want to reach out to us on Twitter, please do that by using the handle at Podcast Royale. Right. And remember, you can get directions to joining our Discord if you haven't done so already. The link will be in the show notes. Um, and if you are interested in becoming a, uh, a patron or sponsoring a tournament uh, through PayPal, those links will also be in the show notes. Boom. Mm-hmm. And as always, we still have our survey up and running strong. Uh, we, we probably do still have to update them for like the newest cards that did come out. Um, probably, but we read it all the time because it helps us get a gauge of where everybody's at. So please take the five minutes that it takes to fill it out. Help us tailor the show to you so we can continue to give you content that is relevant. Boom. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's it. So with that, do you want to do it? You. As a married man? Nope. You. No, you want me to do yep, it? Because I'm saying the one word I always say. All right. So until next time. Get ready for another hodgepodge of everything. Hodgepodge of everything. Love it. Boom. Boom. Oh, wait. Mega boom. Mega boom. Bye. Bye. Bye.